So, Phil, I need you to smack a dirty old smooch <laughs> on our beautiful fish right here. This is the Sheikah Bering. A- anything else, Sheik? Nope. Thank you very much. Off he goes. See? Hotel manager just told you who I am. I'm the Sheik. Let's go party. <laughs> And welcome to Two Beers Till Takeoff. My name is Phil, and today we have a very special episode. The first ever in-person episode. And also a very special guest, I guess, right? In this episode, you can expect to learn about one of Canada's biggest hidden gems and to hear a story about partying with a sheik in Abu Dhabi. So I guess we should learn about who the guest is today. So my guest today is a Canadian traveler who has been to countries all over North America, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and Europe, and has an accent that you will 100% not be able to recognize. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great introduction. Absolutely. Appreciate being here. All right, buddy. But anyways, so listen, Matt, you are from the, like I said in the intro, one of the places in Canada that's a hidden gem. Absolutely. Truly. If I would say a tropical island that nobody knows. So the, the place that we're talking about is a place called Newfoundland. Newfoundland is an island on the east coast of uh, Canada. And it's, it's definitely got a, a few things that are pretty, pretty unique to, its, to, it, to the island itself. Can you maybe tell us a bit more about Newfoundland? Unique is a great word because, you know, you, you think of an island and some folks will immediately go, it's a tiny place. It's nine hours to drive across that thing. So right away, it's not small. But uh, at the same time, it, it's very unique in the fact that you're a little bit Irish, a little bit Scottish, a little bit of everything. But at the end of the day, you're just real rural. And uh, we got some claims of fame, such as most bars per square capita in the world. That's a pretty fucking good one. Eh? Which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Of all the spots around, you got this little island off the coast of Canada that claims it's, you know, the most party spot. And you're like, mm, are you really? Well, as if you haven't tried it, it's time. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it's what I think what's crazy is that it has the most bars per capita but what's the population of newfoundland it's it's, it's not a very large place at all you're i think it's just over 500 maybe 600,000 for the entire island that's insane and yeah it's you know you, you grow up you know well drinking is normal right and comparative to like to, to get one from one end to the other it takes approximately how many hours it, truly i think it's it's just under nine right so if you're going nine hours tip tip so I think if you compare it in terms of like a, like if you'd have to compare it to like a European country, how big, would, like, is that like, cause I know Germany, if I go from the South, if we left from the South, I think it was five hours to Bremen by train. I know it's, it's, it's maybe not a straight arrow for you guys. It's, it's, and yeah, it's, it's the meandering, it's, right? it's curvy roads, but like, it's it's still a pretty big chunk of land. It's not, it's not like a fucking little island here. Well, and that's it. And you, what's really entertaining about it, it's it's almost over half of it is inhabitable. It's all marshlands. It's, you know, it's lands that, it, you know, it's perfect for uh, the folks who want to go out and see nature. Absolutely. It's a lot of nature. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's really uh, just very distinct pockets across the island. And I guess that's what leads to such entertaining dialects. Because mm. you can take this island that is, sure, nine hours drive across, but it has so many different versions of the same language, which supposedly is English. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you tell me and you go there and... 
cock your head and go, what the hell did they just say? Yeah, no, that's that's often. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, like you said, the pockets of of, uh, of of people. But like, can you maybe give us an example? Like, obviously, you're, you're speaking right now. But like, if you go to New or if you go to Newfoundland, what's maybe a, a typical accent that you'd hear? Like, your your accent is St. John's, the, the capital, right? Yeah, right. So I, I grew up just outside of the capital. So it's a little piece of home. It, you know, it's it's the, the always the fight from one person to the other was, are you a townie or are you a baby? And I know it's ridiculous to say, but literally, if you grew up in St. John's, which is the capital, that you're a townie, right? You know, you're all hoity-toity, you're, you're put together, you're a proper folk. And, you know, anybody outside of, an, what, 45 minutes, which is, you know, in a normal city is still considered part of the city. Well, now you're a bayman. And it, that just purely refers to the fact that you live in probably a bay mm. on the rock, which is what I'm going to probably refer to Newfoundland as quite often because it is just a giant rock. That's what they call it. It's the rock, right? The rock is known for, like you said, many, many things. The accent of the people there, the bar, the, the amount of bars per capita. Another thing, you guys are known as like the friendliest people in Canada, right? Like people say that Canada, people in Canada are friendly, but you guys get the, the, the title of the friendliest people, in my opinion, in Canada. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I like to collect myself as part of one of those. And, you know, you got to be a, a little bit humble when you say that. But, you know, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that you're isolated, right? And, you know, you have a population that is out in the middle of the ocean and, you know, you're cut off, obviously, to a certain degree. And, you know, with, with every Everything that is now, you're, you're not as isolated, but in all reality, you are. Mm. And so there's a lot of that that makes you feel if you're going to visit there, you're part of the family. Because mm. if you're taking the time and the efforts to get on that island, well, there's a reason why you're there. Exactly. And so you know what? Come be a part of the family. And that's why I think a lot of folks walk in there and they're so blown away that, geez, like, you guys don't necessarily care that someone else is there. You're happy that they're there. And, you know, it's it's that's why I know the tourism is, is really trying to push that. That applies. Come see a little piece of history that, you know, we're unique, right? And uh, Absolutely. You know, hey, if Newfoundland Tourism is looking for a new host here, I'm just saying, right? Like, always ready to hire. But <laughs> Pay me in beer, boys. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, it's... Uh, Funny enough, I heard this story the other day was um, Jason Momoa. Yeah. And so we're going to Newfoundland to shoot one of his latest shows. And he walked in there and, you know, expecting the big Hollywood famous guy coming off the plane. He's going to be mobbed by paparazzi. No one's there. <laughs> he grabs a cab and, you know, gets in the cab and cabbie turns around and goes, rrr, rrr, rrr. the hell did you just say? And he goes, the thickest, dirtiest Irish accent you could possibly tell. I had no idea what he was saying. And he ends up going downtown and he said, it's, it's the best spot ever to be a celebrity in because folks will walk up to you. Geez, you're Auckland, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I take a picture. Sure. He goes, can I buy you a beer? He goes, Jesus, they're giving me a beer for a picture. He goes, I'll do this any day. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's really the, the hospitality factor is, you know, they don't care if you're famous. They don't care really who you are. Just come enjoy yourself. Mm. And, you know, that that is a pretty big, large factor of, of being what is Newfoundlander. It's blue-collar folk, right? Just, yeah, but it's 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 a hell of a fucking good time. Oh, it's never. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's you, like I said, there's obviously downfalls. You're living in the middle of nowhere, right? So the price living and all that's a little, little up. But at the end of the day, it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's 
highly recommend. Yeah, and, and you know what's fucked up is I've been to every single province and almost every single territory in Canada, and I've never been to Newfoundland. What a shame. And the fucking reason why, I'll tell you why, is because of the price. It is ridiculous. It's fucking expensive. First of all, there's not a lot of flights that are going. Which sad in itself. Right? There's not a lot of flights, and it's there's a small demand because there's not many people that live on Newfoundland. Not enough people know about Newfoundland, I guess, maybe. There we go. Until now. Until now. Until now. Until now. The price is, price is going to go down, right? Because there's going to be more charters, more people going. So, I mean, hopefully we can, we can bring down the price, but... It's essentially the same price for me to go to Europe than it is to go to fucking Newfoundland. Oh, and Newfoundland for me, for us, it's, it's how many hours to here to, to there? So if, even if you're driving, right, you know, we can go to the boat that's six hours away and you take the crossing that gets another six. Mm. So you're talking 12 hours, you're there by land. Now, if you're going by flight, it's two and a half hours. Two and a half maybe, hours. Maybe, right? So it's not like it's that far off. And if you want to hear a little bit of anarchy, because it's Newfoundland and Labrador, yeah. right? Like that is if you're a true Canadian follower and, you know, it's obviously you can't forget, you know, the big chunk of land that's up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my family, half of us from, from Labrador. So right. even- and, and just for people who don't know, Labrador is at the north tip of Quebec and is not an island. So it's on the mainland and then Newfoundland is, is, is the island. Just so people, just in terms of geography. Thanks and the cost to fly from St. John's into one of the ports in, in Labrador was more than a flight to Florida. <laughs> so are you going to go to a spot that has 2,000 people in the middle of absolute nowhere, or do you go down to Disney? And, you know, this is what folks literally need to consider when you're, you know, growing up and you're, are you going to go visit your grandparents or are you going to go play with Mickey? Yeah. Right? Which seems a little ridiculous, but it's your same province. It's insane, man. But uh, Newfoundland, there's there's a few things that you guys are known for, and um, I think one of the things that you guys are known for that's really interesting to me, anyway, is that one there's a shit ton of moose that there is, and there's a bunch of fucking caribou there. Not as much as the moose. Or, yeah, Labrador's bad for. I was gonna say Labrador's right? for, for the caribou, but you guys have also something that's really cool, and I th- I feel like people only see this kind of in the like the 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 documentaries like planet earth and shit like puffins you guys get puffins and so if if you've never seen a puffin it is one of the coolest little creatures and so i i had the the opportunity and i should say the privilege in reality um when i got married there last year you go out on a whale watching yeah thanks for that um and literally you can go to puffin island no way and they are littered everywhere and it it, they're such a cool little creatures because you see them skimming across the water too and they're flying so low but they're really not like a light bird per se it's a penguin right truly right it's like a yeah like a weird cousin off a penguin which i guess makes sense for newfoundland because like we're the weird cousin off of ireland right so it they're just so cool and i know there's a lot of like biologists and they will go specifically to the newfoundland for these bird researches and again puffins is definitely one of them Mm. and uh they're just it's so cool right it really is and and you know you brought up that and you know the the whales associated with there again because you're an island and if you've never had that experience it's it's breathtaking, yeah. right? And it, you know, it's not a lot of things that you know we took for granted growing up. And now I grew up on the water too, so you know, it was just yeah, it was it was right there, right? So you just accept the fact that yeah, this is every day. But you know, folks, and I've I've had friends that brought them to the island that we went out and they're you know fishing or whatever, and you know, a whale swims up right next to their boat, and that's a life changing experience. You're like, no, that happened yesterday. <laughs> Right, so it'll happen tomorrow too. Yeah, it, it's craziness, <laughs> but you know, it's it's what you take for advantage. Unfortunately, being so rural, but it is truly what folks will travel thousands of miles to just grasp that little aspect of that 
truly makes Newfoundland unique. Yeah, and and I think that that's it's, it's something that we you know especially being on the East Coast, uh, you know what I mean. We have crazy wildlife. We have a lot of experiences that you know we think that we're a small population and that maybe not a lot of people leave here and we kind of take some of those experiences for granted because we're like that's just normal right right but then you have you kind of have that other perspective of when you have people like you said come from another area and then they go see that and they're like fuck like this is crazy dude like holy shit there's a whale dude holy fuck there's some penguins right Drummer, there right like something it's, is it's crazy as, as fog yeah right and so now uh, this was the first trip I ever took was in high school. And funny enough, it was just up to Toronto and we did an exchange trip uh, with with literally another school. Mm. And so the school that was up there, you know, the big claim to fame is, you know, Toronto being the melting pot society that it is. Yeah. It was, you know, 12 different ethnicities and then it was 12 newfies got to go up there with them and then they came back with us. I had this poor Persian kid believe in the fairies <laughs> truly and honestly existed <laughs> and God love them. And it was truly because he'd never seen fog. He'd never seen fog. Never seen fog. And I thought, okay, I'm going to screw with this kid. Like, and, and for you, you must have been like, this kid's fucking with me. Truly, right? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you haven't seen fog? He's like, I, what's fog? I'm like, like clouds just next to you? Like, it, I, right? Like, what do, you, what do you, how do you explain fog, right? So I was like, um, well, you know, like when the fog rolls in, chases the water, and it's because the fairies are chased it in. He goes... <laughs> the fuck is that so i was like you know it's, it's, that's great so of course and it was almost like it was meant to be because as i'm telling him the story i'm right on these big hike across the cliffs and the fog starts rolling in he's like nope not doing this definitely not not being abducted by some fairies on some freaking island in the middle no way and it was just great right so yeah it's a uh, unique once again right yeah and, and also you guys are known for your landscape right you have um Gross Morn, Gross Morn National Park. That's beautiful. And you also have something that's, I think a lot of people chase as well, right? Icebergs, spotting oh, fucking icebergs. God. Crazy, crazy. So obviously, you know, we can touch on like the sad aspects of icebergs, which is, you know, global warming, blah, blah, blah. But okay, let's go for the cool side. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you have a football size mound of ice. That's just like a football field. Of, truly a football field. Just think of that, right? For all you folks that, you know, know what even doesn't matter European or American football. You got a chunk of ice that's that size. It's just cruising down in front of you. And you're like, what the shit? And so, so you can kind of see it from from afar and just be like, oh, like we're, we're oh, going to go like, see it down so there. For any of you folks listening, literally just, just go on Google and you can literally type in icebergs, Newfoundland, and you'll see so many pictures of what is a house and you'll look at it and go, there's no way the iceberg's that big. Oh, it's like 40 times the size of the house, right? And, you know, what you see is what, 10%, they say, because 90% is under the water. Wow. So these things are massive hunks of ice. And yeah, it did usually in June of the year, which actually there's a really cool thing about Newfoundland as well. Well, we can get to that. But when the icebergs actually come down, it's called Iceberg Alley. Yeah. And you can watch these icebergs and you can actually chase all over the rock watching these things come down. And some of them will come, you know, literally get trapped in harbors and all this. But one of that times of year is when what we call the Capelin Roll. And Capelin are these little tiny fish. And because of the Newfoundland landscape, there's a bank just offshore and I won't get all into the details, but it's a really good breeding ground for a lot of uh, marine life. So the whales will chase in these little fish and will chase them so close into shores that they actually wash in in waves of fish. So it just looks like it's just waves of fish. And so folks will go out in buckets and just literally catch fish by the buckets 
and the whales are almost medium. Wow. Like, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So you can see icebergs, you see whales just out, you can see these fish rolling. Jesus and it's, Christ. I mean, you think as a kid growing up, you're like, everybody knows this, right? This is normal. And you tell these <laughs> stories and they're like, what do you mean fish are rolling in waves, right? Like, where the hell do you grow up? Canada's fucking wild. Absolutely crazy. There's some wild shit and people don't even fucking know. Well, think of how big it is, too. Right? And a lot of folks don't really realize how big Canada is. Mm. Right? It's massive. Second largest territory in the world. Really? Right? So, like, you have from, if you compare, you know, British Columbia to Newfoundland, like, you know, the only thing that you have similar is the fact that we're pretty chill folk. Mm. One from, you know, one type of uh, endeavor and one from a drinking type of endeavor. But, you know, like, it's... Yeah, it's Canada is so unique mm. and it's because, Hey, we're welcoming of everyone. Yeah. So, so listen, I, I think uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pause the, the Newfoundland talk just for a second. And I want to get to Q and a, okay. but I want to uh, just give people a, a bit of a, a heads up. We're going to continue talking about Newfoundland in the food and drink section and just prepare yourself for that because yeah, let be on. Let's just say that the first in-person uh, episode is gonna have some fireworks. So let's get into Q and A. All right. So, well, Matt, welcome to Q and A. Q and A is just a portion so that people can get to know you a bit better. So, first question: Hot or cold? Ah, uh, cold beverage, hot weather. Let's fucking go. That's the, that's that's a top answer. Beach or mountains? I love a beach. I'm definitely a beach boy. That's good. Beach, uh, bus or train? I'm going to say train because I got crazy experiences on buses. So uh, we'll stick with trains. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs for sure. Cats are evil. They are, man. They're, they're not very excited to see you at home. No. You get they're, home? They're, they're just it's... like, they're not happy. Favorite sports team? Oh, Toronto Blue Jays. Absolutely. If you're not a Canadian Toronto Blue Jays fan, come on, you're doing something wrong. So for those who don't know, Europeans, Toronto Blue Jays, baseball team. Sorry, I should have said that too. Yeah, baseball. You should watch anywhere. Fantastic team. If you had a superpower, what would it be? See, I've thought of this before. Great question. And it's a very specific answer. So if you're a little bit of a nerd, Beast Boy on the Teen Titans. I don't know. Okay. He literally can just transform in almost like Mystique from the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. Right? Blue just, chick. Yeah. Can just change into anything. Yeah. That. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Just for the fun of it. Now, Beast Boy like, can change in any animal, but if you can just change into people, you're a shapeshifter. Like, that's just entertaining. Like, shit, I want to go for a run. Cheetah. <laughs> right? Like, going to the East Coast could just, like, be like Crosby for a day. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Right? Free like, yeah. Right. No, no, no more, like, expensive flights. Right? <laughs> like, oh, it's screw it. I want to be a pterodactyl. Watch this. Yeah, that's right? a good answer. Like, Fuck. Let's try to figure that out. Like, right? Like, Come on, Elon. You can figure it out. This technology. Exactly. You got some crazy pills out there now, right? Like, <laughs> If you could have a beer with anyone from history, dead or alive, who would it be? That's a great question. Honestly, I, uh, I'm, I'm a big family boy. So if I could cheers uh, with, with my grandparents now, right now, you know, you're, you're an adult. Mm. 
adult, right? But yeah, I think I'd love to have like a family reunion pint with you know all those all your old folks that you know as as a kid you you know you're a kid. Mm. Now that you're an adult, you get to hear some of those stories that you know obviously you wouldn't appreciate as a youngster. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good heartfelt answer, and I, 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 I expect it. not necessarily expected, but I'm not surprised by that answer from someone from Newfoundland. They, right, see, right there, heart's right. in the right place. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> What's something that you never travel without? So if, if I'm doing that, and this is a definitely one for the travelers out there, and, you know, if you're Canadian, and even if you're not Canadian, those Americans, um, boys, put a little Canada sticker on your bag. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how many times, and, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing chap, and, you know, I, well, I love to talk. So you have somebody with a Canada flag under, you know, on their bag and you either have fellow Canadians go, buddy, you're, where are you going? Right. Like, or Just you're literally your story down. Right. Toronto, and, uh, yeah. Nobody's going to ask anybody. Nobody's going to question it. Right. So yeah. <laughs> By that's the CN Tower. That's where I was raised. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Downtown. Just everybody believed Bob downtown. Blue Jay Stadium. There you go. Which is downtown. Right. Exactly. Question that one. But honestly, that's, uh, it's done me really well. And just from folks again, who are very open to kind conversation and usually if you're traveling in these these countries especially if you're hostile and that type of stuff everybody loves a canadian yeah i guess one of the questions it's not a typical question that we would ask or i'd ask on this here but like when people hear you for the first time where do they think you're from oh my god uh depends on how much i've drank that's uh that's a good answer there but uh it's it's they they really are confused and <laughs> like are you ireland are you american are you canadian like what is truly happening? right and and i know my accent isn't isn't bad no. and i say that in a very nice way because there's gonna be some people that won't understand you well you know it's, we'll get some get some closed captioning well that's it right like you know and i know i'm not that bad but you know there's there's folks on the island that again you you think of ireland or you think of even england and how many different dialects are, are from oh, one area that, it's the same for the rock yeah. and so you know, when I started traveling years ago, and you know, for work, for pleasure, um, some folks would say, you know, you talk way too fast. And I go, well, maybe you need to learn how to listen quicker. Um, <laughs> Have one beer less. Yeah, right. But, you know, in all reality, and it's the funny joke that's said about Newfies is, well, you guys take this space that's between words out. Yeah. So it's just a string of letters. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, you know what? We're, our brains operate quicker. And, you know, the big thing was funny enough, first time I went down Southern States and everything is so slow. Well, sweet God, I sound like I was one of those auctioneers, right? And they were like, buddy, you got to slow down. And so I've, I've had to tweak a little bit of the accent depending on where I was just so folks could understand me. God love them. Yeah. And, and I mean, even I have to do that when I go to France. I believe that. Because people are like, oh my God, like what type of fucking experiment is this here? Truly. Right. And they're like, what inbred folk did you come from? Right. Yeah, and I was and like, like well, excuse me. Yeah. And for us, like our French is derived from French people, um, leaving france and then uh emigrating to canada and then like the, the the first settlers right right and uh not 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 counting the native americans but um because of that that the old the, the first settlers came with a a lexicon that isn't updated almost in france so we use some old fucking words that they wouldn't like use right 
So like my grandma would say like, instead of like clothes, she'd say like hab. And for French people, they'd be like, fuck, like that's, that's like, I've never, I've never heard this. Like old French, that would make sense. Right. But it's just because they never got the the software update. And you're right, because that's proper French. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And you're using this one off, which is really the original. Well, some words are old French because it just never got the reconnection to France. Which is crazy when you think about it. Right. Like, and uh, uh, like... It's, it's so entertaining when you, you when you hear that too and you know other folks and well actually now this is, might be a little bit sad but like whales yeah. right so you know just the country I, not the, the animal yeah right I, um, I didn't know they actually had a different language yeah. but they very much do and like because I was listening to one of these you know TikToks and all of a sudden buddy went off and is random I said uh, I thought I was having a stroke shout, like, shout out Gary Bale like just I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, there's there has what like okay, there's closed captions to this. I was like, so that is a language. Yeah. Right. I thought so I literally Googled Wales language, right? And they were like, Welsh I was like, Jesus Matt. Like, okay, well, I learned something new today. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot of little pockets, like you said, like Newfoundland, you get some some accents. England's no different, right? So well, it's it's yeah, and you know, it's it's very thick and it's almost not pronunciated. Mm. But I think that's the best way to state it, because it's just very thick thick and we use the term bay obviously but uh yeah it's, it's rural right and you know and i think anybody can appreciate that the more rural you go in your province your state your wherever you are the thicker that accent comes out yeah. so it's uh it's a little piece of your your heritage in all full in reality and uh you know what if you don't understand them right away grab a six pack sit down i bet you don't understand them after the sixth one right exactly yeah. So Matt, what is your favorite world attraction? World attraction. Wow. That's a big one. Um, I would say if there's one place that I would like to go to see this attraction, I'd love to see the temples, the Mayan temples. I think that would just be a really cool like trip. Chichen Itza. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like that type of style. And, you know, uh, myself and the old man really like the whole treasure hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll do a shout out to Oak Island, which is uh, pretty close Ooh. to here. Oak Island's fucking sick, dude. So cool. So great. Cool. Right? You know, that's literally between where we are now and the rock. And, yeah. you know, so the whole treasure trove behind that. And what is the story? What is the heritage? Is it Portuguese? Is it Spanish? Is well, it well, pirates? They think it's what? It's Knights of the Templar? Yeah, that's that, the other that, one, that, right? That have, so they found evidence that it's possible that there's... A Knights of the Templar fucking uh, background to it, but now they're linking the Vikings to it, right? Like it's 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 crazy. So th- this this site has a TV show for how fucking crazy it is. Yeah, and and basically what it is is they found this place where they I don't know what the, I don't know how this started, but I think that they found like a, a piece of evidence that there was a treasure a, a hidden treasure on this island, right? Yeah, essentially. So like the and then again you can you, you Google it for yourselves now, but like long story short here from somebody who's watched a ridiculous amount of seasons, it was, you know, a group of fellas went across to this island and they seen an indentation in the ground. Mm. as if someone had dug it up prior to. So they were like, well, screw it. Someone might have put treasure here way back when. So you're talking someone in like the 17, 1800s are looking at this going, someone else dug a hole? Yeah. We're going to redig the hole. And they dig down 90 feet and there's a slab of, of you know granite down there that says buried X amount feet deep more is sunken treasure. And they take this slab out, keep going and hit a booby-trapped water tunnel and it floods in with water and it's forever lost. 
Now that's the story. So, okay, you know, you have all these other searchers that come up, right? And, you know, you have, you know, famous U.S. presidents that were part of this stuff. And, you know, you have, like, it's so much history and mystery and what is it, yeah. right? And, if, and and I think a lot of researchers, they've either gone broke trying to d- dig the treasure. Truly. Or they've died. Yeah, which is like the whole shtick of the show. It's, you know, like they say six people have died so far. And it says the shroud of the mystery. Seven have to die before the uh, treasure's found. And you're like, that's pretty morbid. But, uh, you know, like it's uh, it's pretty cool if you're, again, a treasure guy. So, you know, random spinoff of the answer. But, yeah, you know, the whole Mayan treasure and all that stuff, yeah, too. That's and, fucking cool, man. Yeah. It, it, like the, the Indiana Jones guy, then. Oh, obviously, <laughs> right? Like, you want to see me with a whip? Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Which country has the best cuisine? So, uh, obviously, growing up on an omelet, you know fish and you know potatoes because, you know, we're slightly Irish. So, I love thai food Mm. and i loved it just because it was so different than what i grew up with Mm. that it was just cool and now someone with you know unfortunate stomach problems and all that wonderfulness (laughs) it was just so simple the food but it was also so tasty and so different now if you ask drunk matt what drunk matt likes to eat loves mexican food yeah oh my god fucking right right so yeah like there's a pretty rivalry in my head 90 percent of two two staples though i I think both are undeniable right delicious what's the most underrated country that you've been to it's a great question as well uh i honestly i would put cambodia up there oh yeah and i say that because of the the drastic history of unfortunately what is cambodia and you know you, you almost have to walk in with either the mentality of you're going to ignore what was history and truly appreciate what is the people who are yeah. so so nice or you just accept the fact of what it is and pay respects to it and the homage and you know it's it's a lot of unfortunate really recent like 1990s history yeah. which we as you know normal folks now and you know the 2020s uh, that just glide over like no that that doesn't happen but and it, it, it just seems like it's one that that's less talked about right very right and you know it's it's pretty cheap to go it there a, it was a genocide right yeah like you know crazy stuff and you know it's very very you know down you mention a lot of it but you know the history that is there and you know the genocide that is associated with that place 30 years ago yeah right so it's you know literally we were born there like Which, one generation right. away, like that's True. their, like they've, they've, they've experienced this. Right. So, you know, it's just a lot of folks that's lived there, obviously that live through this. Mm. So, you know, the, the respect and the happiness that they have for foreigners coming in and yeah, you know what, there's, there's dicks everywhere that can ruin it, but you know, the, they're so happy that you're there and, you know, appreciating what they are and, you know, the, the hospitality factor, which, you know, it's, uh, I, I put it on level with, with your Thai or Philippines and that type of folk that yep. they're just, again, if you can appreciate appreciate and respect them for going over there and learning a little bit of their history and, and learning their culture and, you know, being welcomed into their language and, and their life. They love you. And I that's how I felt when going there. And, uh, you know, they, uh, I, I learned more Thai than I did, you know, the Cambodian language uh, just because I spent more time in Thailand. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they just appreciate the fact that you're there and you're so loving and welcoming. And, you know, I, I, I absolutely love this and recommend anybody to do the whole Southeast Asia loop. Yeah, of course, man. It seems to be a, a lot more um, 
popular than it like maybe what maybe once was at a time right like really? it seems like there's a, a a beaten path down people fucking go like like vietnam's really popular Used, thailand right Laos, like right? Laos, like um even myanmar is recently opened yeah right so that i never would have ever considered right yeah so my, my buddy sid who comes on the podcast often has been to myanmar and he's to, he, he was there right around the time that it opened and he said it was fucking nuts crazy yeah like he just felt like it was going to a, a place where there's zero you know what i mean like you go to 90 percent of the countries in the world and there's this big tourism i mean Facade, structure, almost, right? like there's yeah. tours there's this and that and you just felt like you go and there's just this like this beautiful country that's unadulterated unadulterated is maybe a choice word but like unadulterated in terms that you're getting the real shit there right you're, you're going to different temples and there's temples all over fucking Myanmar and like, there's no more tour. There's no other tourists. You're, you're by yourself right there. And that's, that was what Cambodia was for me was all these temples and the whole bunch of history that was shrouded in that. And, you know, like I got to see, uh, you know, over CM Reap, which was one of the, the main areas. Yep. Right. And the, the temples that are there. So it's almost like every generation tried to one up one another and was like, well, you got a badass temple. Watch this. <laughs> right. And, you know, we got to watch the sunrise over the monkey temples and, you know, these, these apes and monkey trips, whatever. Just, just losing their shit all over the place and you're like coming off of a bender and you're like this is fucking cool right like sweating it out oh man like you know sunrise and over and you go like yeah no i get it like this is such a unique experience this is once in a lifetime type of stuff that yeah you know what bucket list one fuck check yeah. mark right super cool fuck yeah where did you experience the least friendly locals uh America. <laughs> Next, sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Canadian. Right? Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite cocktail? Oh, now I love a dirty old fashioned. Yes. Uh, Let's go. You no, know, it's, it's just a classy drink. Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah, it, uh, it gets you shitty. So win-win. Uh, and it's it's not very it's not very difficult. Like bit of sugar, bit of water, bit of bitters. Right. Toss a toss of orange in there. Right. Don't slice your thumb. Right. Off you go, bud. Literally, right? Who doesn't love a good whiskey with a bit of uh, sugar? Delish. And last question for Q&A. Where in the world is your favorite bar and why? Well, yes. We're going to the rock. Yeah, I really do. So... <laughs> Uh, I've been some crazy ass spots in all reality, but uh, truly, if you're going to pencil like just one bar, you want to go to that Irish pub, right? And, and you know, Shamrock City, uh, call out to those boys. It's a fantastic spot. That's in St. Right? John's? And that is in St. John's, right? So, you know, you walk in and immediately, you know, there's live music always, mm. right? So it doesn't matter what time of night, it's, it's always lively and it always got someone playing playing something and so it's you know if you're a fan of live music and you know a fan of thumping your foot on the floor and dancing oh my god it's, and... it's just you can't help but feel intoxicated yeah. regardless of if you've been drinking or not because of the atmosphere that's there and everybody's happy and you know that's what i assumed of course growing up on the rock that everybody had this happy-go-lucky mentality of life mm. and that you just bar hopped and everybody just drank socially and that was normal and then you start traveling and you're like mm, you guys we, don't we've do got this. something unique here right? yeah which is so unique and so cool and you know obviously it is that spin-off of ireland that allows it to be so just loving w without trying right which is uh, but yeah 
I'd uh, take a spin to the rock and try any of those newfie pubs, and you're not gonna want to leave, or you might forget that you did leave. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking excited to go, man. But you know what? I think this is a perfect segue to actually get into the food and drink of Newfoundland and actually get to maybe witness what you should see, what you will see in these bubs. And drink. Hey guys, welcome to Food and Drink. This is going to be a very fucking unique food and drink. I can tell you that. Super cool. Let's just say you've definitely never seen this before in your life. So stick around. So Phil, you know, because we're talking about Newfoundland so much, I want everybody out there to know as well that there's a really unique experience about going to the rock. And one of it is called the screeching. I've heard. And so that screeching is just a indictment of whomever's visiting that you can call yourself an honorary Newfoundlander. And so folks who, you know, are a little light of stomach, uh, I would say, uh, don't do it. Or prepare yourself. Or prepare yourself. Yeah, just do it anyways. Do it anyways. So, um, boys, what we're going to talk about and go through uh, is, you know, the only way you're getting it is you got to go to Newfoundland, right? So this is a simulation of what's really going to so, happen. So, and, and any Newfoundlander can do it. Anyone, right? It's, it's you just got to have a new fee induct you in to be part of the family. So, you know, the, the first start here is, as if we're going to do it in public, I'm going to ask, any new fees around here? Yes, bye. Yeah, there you go. So... Bill, you screecher? Did I is me old cock? And long may your big jib draw. So, boys, for anybody who don't know what he's just said there, it's uh, it's a little newfie saying, and uh, it's it just really that's what a real newfie sounds like. So, uh, if you want a little bit more, you gotta stick around, I suppose. So, well, now that you've uh, you you know you're part of us, you, you've said the words, you really hit home for me. We gotta have. What is the meat of Newfoundland? <laughs> so what we like to call a true Newfie steak. Jesus Christ. Nice slice of bologna. So, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm not going to let you do it on your own. So cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, wow. Delicious. I really taste the beef. Mmm. That feet, hooves, snout. Mm. Nice Del- beef bologna, that is. Delicious. So that was good. Now that obviously we've been thoroughly satisfied by the highest cuts of meat that is possibly out there, mind you. The next big part is really what makes Newfoundland Newfoundland, right. which is the fact we're an island. So obviously, there's a ton of fish. So if you want to be a Newfie, you got to get intimate with a fish. Jesus Christ, that's what the fish is about. Absolutely, it is. So, all right. Unfortunately, not being on the rock currently. We couldn't acquire ourselves a nice, beautiful codfish. And for those folks who don't know what a codfish is, it is by far the best white fish that you can eat. And I don't care if you love catfish. I've had it. It's delicious. Codfish is the best white. But we got a close second, mind you. So, Bill, I need you to smack a dirty old smooch <laughs> on our beautiful fish right here. You want to you show the people what, what I'm going to be seeing, seeing here when, when I'm going to give you a kiss? All right, let's go. Gorgeous. So Phil, right. so smack a smooth. I'm, I'm gonna be giving, I'm, I'm getting screeched in, and uh, let's let's kiss kiss the trout. Ooh, what a smooch! What a smooch! It's fucking tooth fucking caught in my. Teeth. It really did. I pulled it the way I felt it. It was amazing. So oh, so fishy. Welcome. So now that you're truly feeling. Uh, I don't know what's a good word is. You're, yeah, I actually got your lip bleeding. I can feel it. I'm bleeding. You literally. 
Okay, so that's why we're not getting trout, and that's why we're getting codfish in Newfoundland. But so now you've had the taste to the the food. You've now been violated by fish. Well, now it's time to take a shot of screech. And so, boys, for anybody who don't know, screech is essentially a rum right there. Look, shout out to screech. Uh, it's a dirty Jamaican rum that fell off a cargo ship at some point way back when and drifted ashore on the rock. And of course, Newfies being Newfies decided to go open the barrels and went, geez, this is rum and got real drunk. And so now it's a staple point of if you want to be a Newfoundlander, you need to take a shot screen. So boys, do I have to take a bologna, sh- t- bite a bologna first? No, you already did your duty. And, and is this a taller shot than you guys usually do? Uh, well, I don't think you uh, segregate shots by size in Newfoundland. You just do it. So really, and I, there's, there's a little quote here and I wrote it down on the table, All which right. is something that uh, you say you should say it together, but since... Must say it together. So... Ready? Yep. From, From the waters of the Avalon to the shores of Labrador, we've stuck together with a rant and a roar. To those we've never been, soon they'll understand. From coast to coast, we raise a toast. We love the Newfoundland. Cheers. Cheers. So, Phil, I'd like to be the first to say, without being there, welcome to being a Newfoundlander. Cheers, buddy. That was awesome. Cheers, my friend. Story time. So uh, let me tell you a story truly about uh, one of my random experiences. And, uh, you know, it's always good to be open to experiences. Yes. And adventure. Yeah, of course. And, you know, for the introverts out there, hey, do your thing. I love you guys. I married one. Um, But, you know, don't be afraid to live. And so this is what I should say the premise of this story. So I was working um, and my job took me over to Abu Dhabi. Yes. So... Going to, obviously, a country I'd never been. Uh, I had very little knowledge about. Knew, obviously, you know, they're very uh, cautious about a lot of things, which fair, right? But whatever. We're going over to do jobs. So I'm over there at this point, uh, probably three weeks in and, you know, felt like I needed a good drink. So uh, any spot over there, you need to drink at a five-star hotel and just, you know, liquor licenses and all this stuff. So went on old Google and uh, lucky enough, found something close to my heart, which was an Irish pub. Yes. And I was like, well, we're going there. So uh, walking through the door and the table's there and it's a uh, hexagonal shaped table and it had taps right in the middle of the table. Ah. And I was like, well, <laughs> I found my spots that I'm going to live in for the next two weeks. Shit. And so we sit down at the table, and uh, if, if you've never been to the Emirates, uh, every night is ladies' night. Literally. What? And I, I was dumbfounded. And it's because truly the men over there want any foreign women to come out any night of the week and be seduced by their loveliness. Oh, yeah. Which, hey, do your thing. So we walk in, obviously, very tired from our uh, adventurous days of, uh, you know, actually working. And uh, proceeded to see these lovely taps on the table. We're given three crusty cold glasses that were lovely. And we just wanted to, you know, get shitty. Yeah. So um, we proceed to drink. And, you know, again, we're three of us sitting at a six-person table. So uh, the place starts to fill up. And we got there, let's say, six o'clock, right? About 8.30, 9 o'clock rolls around. And uh, three local gentlemen walk in, right? Full with their full garbs and everything. And, uh, you know, the uh, the place was bumping at that point. Yeah. And you know like folks are dancing like you know there's there's literally what, what, what music's playing uh i would say it's like a spin-off of what they would believe is irish music because it obviously 
wasn't oh like it wasn't like it was like ed sheeran irish right to just like you know what they believe pop culture irish like to be you truly right <laughs> So uh, the boss walk in and, uh, you know, they walk up to the table and they obviously they see three open chairs and, uh, you know, excuse me, guys, do you mind if we uh, sit down? Boss, have at it, right? You know, like, we're not using them, so free, you know, sit down, big table, whatever. So, you know, again, we, there's only three of us. And so I should start off by saying it was myself, Canadian, and two Americans, right? So uh, we're over there doing this this job. And uh, so, again, we're chatting away, you know, three of the boys chatting away, doing their thing. And uh, the fellow leans in close and goes, where are you from? And, you sound just like that? Well, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing accents, right? But uh he, you know, he asked where we're from, and I said, well, you know, Canadian, uh, American, American. And so he, he lights up right away. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, so he, you know, gibberishes to his buddies there, and he goes, you guys like the party. <laughs> well, you know, like, sure, you know, we enjoy having an adventure, sure. And he goes, well, let's get out of here. And I'm like, okay, like, no. Did you just get picked up? Really, right? Like, I'm like, you know, I appreciate to be a hot hoochie. Thank you very much. <laughs> But uh, no, boys, we're all right. Like, you know, we're going to stay here. Uh, we're going to do our thing. And he's, why? Dude, you literally walked in, sat at a table, invited us to go party. I'm like, you know, this is how literally I end up in some fucking foreign jail. This is right? taken for. Literally, right? So, like, well, you know, what? Fucking Jim Neeson. a part of me is going like, okay, don't be stupid, right? Don't go get in bed with randos, right? Like, yeah. you know. Um, so like, no, boys, like, you know, we'll have a few drinks, right? And he goes, I don't think you know who I am. And I goes, no, I can guarantee you I don't. And he goes, I am the sheik. And I said, okay, good for you, right? You know, the, the ig- ignorant mean, little, you know, you know, rock bound fellow that I am. And, you know, what does that mean? And he goes, well, I am the sheik of Bahrain. And I was like, congratulations, right? Like, again, <laughs> I have no idea what this means. And he goes, you don't understand. I said, no, please enlighten me. He said, well, you know, I have an unbelievable amount of money. And I said, congratulations. You pay my tab. Right, literally. I said, you know, so this is on you, right? And he goes, no, 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 no. Like, I don't understand what the concept of money is, but I want to take you guys out. Let me take you out and show you what a night in Abu Dhabi can be. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a line if I've ever heard one. Jesus Christ. Right? Like, get some oh, man, if I was a hoochie. All over. So, you know, I again, like, I asked the two boys, and I'm, um, you know, boys, like, what, what do you think, right? Like, again, just met these kids, you know. Now, nice enough fellas, truly. So we banter back and forth for a bit, and we're like, boys, like, I don't know, like, you know, back and forth. He was, I really like my kidneys. Well, that's right, literally, right? Like, I'm not being flash frozen tonight. So he goes, no, 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 hold on, literally. I'm like, what is that? Up runs this fella. Yes, she. Go get the hotel manager. I'm like, was on the go. Hold on. Literally, off. This fella runs. Comes back. Hotel manager. Right? You know, hello, sheik. How may I help you? Tell them who I am. You are the sheik. Explain. He goes, hello, this is the sheik of Bahrain. Anything else, sheik? Nope. Thank you very much. Off he goes. See? Hotel manager just told you who I am. I'm the sheik. Let's go party. At this point, I'm like, okay, there's no friggin' way that a hotel manager's in on this ploy to get three white kids. Right? Like, to get out of here. Right? There's no way. And I'm like, again, we're, you know, we're 25, 26. Like, we're not young. Ah, stupid is oh, right. Stupid-ish. Maybe we were. But 
you know what? Bring it. Right. So I'm, I mean, and so I turned to the boss. I'm like, hey, mate, you know, like, are we doing this? YOLO. I'm like, yeah, I love by that. So let's, you know what? Let's do it. So Sheik, we're in. Right. And that's why he's on the podcast. Right there. So um, he's excited. Like, you can see just like a kidney candy store, right? He lights up right quick, you know, turns to his buddies. They're chatting away real quick. He's like, okay, we're going to get out of here. And I said, no, like, well, Sheik, like, we got to pay our tab. You know, we've been sitting here for like three hours already. We got a few beer rocked up. Like, you know, we, we ate a plate of food and such. So, like, you know, give us a chance to uh, settle up. Right. He goes, it's been paid for. And I mean, what, dude, like we need to pay for it. I'm not dying in Dash. I don't care what country I'm in. He goes, just stern as close as he could. It's been paid for. And I'm like, dude, you're aggressive. Like, hold on. Give me a fucking minute. Right. And he goes, I don't think you understand. It's been paid for. Let's go. And so he then just stands up. Snaps his fingers, ups, runs the first fella. He goes, yes, Sheik. He goes, theirs has been paid for, correct? And I mean, so I'm looking at both, and he's, yes, Sheik. You you paid for it already. He said, exactly. Let's go. And I thought, well, fuck me, let's right? Say, like, let's let's go, guy. right? Good. So, you know, off runs then the three um, folks to get the cars. What, um, Jesus. Who's a, who's a, um, when you throw your keys in the movies. Valet. Valet, thank you. Yeah. So uh, literally, yeah, yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> so uh, he literally, valet runs off, uh, grabs three of the cars. So, you know, any American car over there is huge because obviously it takes quite a while it's to get four, across, four right? Feeling, right? So one of them's got like a Porsche 911. Uh, one's got a, like a Mustang souped out, supercharged, holy crap. The other one's got this massive pickup. And I was like, oh, this is hilarious. This guy just got back from Alberta. <laughs> Truly, right? Like, he's got the lift kit. He's got the shocks. He's got everything. He's got the ball. ball the right, hanging off the back, right? <laughs> oh. So, you know, we uh, we literally said, okay, well, screw it. Let's go. So, uh, you know, I hop in with Sheik. Uh, the boys hop in literally each of their his, his friends and we take off down the highway. So, you know, we're going down, uh, you know, he, he's just flying down. He goes, you know, we're going to go to all the cool spots. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously feeling all right at this point anyway. So I said, you know, fuck, this is going to be a pretty entertaining night. So uh, we go to the first spot and I couldn't tell you where for love nor money, but we go to essentially like the back celebrity entrance. Because you know you haul up to this spot and it's just big bouncer dudes everywhere, and he leads us to like this like secret friggin' elevator that brings us up to the top floor of this hotel that has this badass bar. And we get off the elevator, and he's you know we're all getting off. He's like, "Do you want to know how much money I have?" <laughs> Enlighten me, right? And uh, you turn the corner, and uh, you know what I mean by a Dasani water vending machine that has the cool little one that comes across. We'll pick the bottle you yeah. want, spit it out. So, yeah, we turned the corner and I assumed he just wanted a bottle of water, right? And so he goes there and, you know, he taps his visa or whatever the hell it was, his card on the machine and uh, picks, you know, like D3 and up runs his right across, grabs this thing. And when you look in, it's all fucking gold bars. Gold bars. Literally gold bars. As if it was like the 24 karat stamp right on it. It picks us up like it's a bottle of water, spits it out, comes across. He looks at it, he goes, see, 24 karat. Slips it inside his shawl. And he's like, let's go. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, that's, it's like, is that a, like, a legit is gold bar? Like, like, that's right. I'm like, dude's <laughs> fucking with me, right? Like, this is a cool con. Like, holy shit. So we go into this bar and immediately, like, everybody knows who this kid is. And, uh, you know, we put in a VIP section. He's, he's Bieber. And so, uh, you know, we go up and we start drinking. And uh, I, I don't remember a lot 
past that bar. Until did, did he ever drink you? Well, I don't know about a drink, but he certainly kept up without question. No way. And so we were just shooting crazy stuff. We were partying. It was awesome. And so we bounced from there to a couple other spots. You know, again, it's it's all five-star hotels. We're just going essentially to the big club spots in Abu Dhabi. And we just party. So it's like dirty early in the morning. And he's like, I want to smoke shisha. And, you know. I thought you were going to say like meth. Oh, no, my God. No. <laughs> right. So. And, it, you know, like, of course, as you hang out with the gentleman yeah. for, for a while, you know, obviously you, you bro down a bit and, you know, you start talking just about life itself. And uh, a really cool thing that he said, which, you know, really hit home for me was, and, you know, he talked about 9-11 in specific. So this was a few years back, mind you, boys. You so, mean his, his involvement? Yeah, no, like, fuck, boys. But <laughs> he just said, like, guys, you know, when a lot of folks, especially, you know, the North American, you know, type of yeah. folk, look at us, he goes, we're all terrorists. And he said, and, and that's a really harsh statement. Hmm. And he said, but it's, 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 it's a big, uh, it's a stereotype. It's a, stereotype. It's, it's a big whitewash. Right? Very, it's, it's, right. It's, it's, and yeah. unfortunately, you know, from one very, very traumatic episode of, of our history, but it's not even their history. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's the fucking region. Right. Which is so sad. And so he said, you know, like the fact that you guys were able to take that leap of faith and come out tonight with us. Thank you. And I said, what the fuck are you thanking me for? Right. This is a crazy ass story it's that nobody's going to believe when I tell them like 19 gifts at the fucking Irish bar it's like so, fucking 300 bucks he was pumped because he's like look my life is is so you know uh open and open by the fact of like again he has no understanding of what the value of anything is because monetary value to him is nothing mm. and so he's like what i really get enjoyment out of is is showing folks that aren't from here what life is and, you know, what we do for, you know, a fun night out. And uh, he said, you know, so again, we, we, you know, we take off to the middle of the desert, essentially, to this little bar in the middle of absolutely nowhere. We're choking, smoking shisha, which is, well, it's just Turkish tobacco, essentially, flavored tobacco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we're watching the sunrise come up over the dunes and it's fucking cool. And, you know, we're kicked back. And he's like, well, I was like, thanks for coming out. And I was like, thanks for not, you know, putting me in a fucking zoo somewhere. Right. But, you know, I, and as a good joke, right. He was a good kid. So, you know, like, you know, we had a good laugh, but he's literally like, boys, and he, you know, it, it was such a genuine a, a question, which was, so you're coming out tonight, right? And I was like, Sheik, like, I can't. Like, we're supposed to be working. Actually, what time is it? Holy fuck, it's 6 a.m. We got to be back to the base for 7 a.m. We got this course that we're supposed to be doing tomorrow. Like, we just got to show up. Doesn't matter if we're, like, you know, cognizant or not. And he's like, well, when are you off? I'm like, I don't know, whenever the job's finished. In all reality, and that was the life that we lived at the point. And he's like, well, I'll just have a limo waiting. And you're like, well, no, like, I, we have no idea when we're done, dude. Like, you know, he's like, well, I will message you every day. Don't worry about it. How long are you in, in the country for? We'll go out every night. Like, don't tempt me, man. Like, that's, like, way too big of a temptation. <laughs> Can, can I get a, a, another liver? Like, you're like, can I have one of those gold bars and I'll fucking buy my own liver, right? Like, what the shit? Fuck. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, literally, we had a, a guy drop us off then at our base. We're just shit fucked. Just having a, you know, like, we get dropped. We're stumbling in. Like, we just walk into the classroom, sit down, and the instructor's so, looking at us. He's like, boys, what the fuck? You were wearing the same shit you were wearing yesterday. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, I looked at him straight in the face. I said, you told us doesn't matter what we do as long as we arrive here. We're here 30 minutes early. We're going to go sleep now. Do you have coffee? Right? Like legit. And he just, like, he was a good instructor too because he knew, like we knew all our shit anyways. It was just, you know, sign off and dot the line sort of thing. So, you know, we did our bullshit and fucking left at noon and slept for the rest of the day. But yeah, like it was just a crazy story again of, of how cool it is to just open to adventure. Right. And obviously that could have turned out way different. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, yeah, you, you ask questions. You make sure you're comfortable with whatever situation you're in. But like, fuck, do it. And yeah, dude. it was it was super cool. And uh, yeah, like the, the uh, it's very expensive, mind yeah. you. Right? Unless somebody it, pays for you. Right. Ugh. Right. So, it's you know, we use Bring the your joke. own baloney. Uh, yeah, and, right. your own and your own screech. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you know, I, I made the, the joke when we were over there. Because everything was uh, Durham, I think it is. Uh, um, uh, Haram? Maybe. Like like a sin? No, it's like the the, the, the actual currency that they use. Oh, Diram. Iram. Yeah. There you go. Diram, Thank you. Yeah. I was close, right? Yeah. That's, just, that's just my accent. That's all that was. And uh, again, I, it looked like Monopoly money. Yeah. Right now, Canadian money looks like Monopoly money to no, anybody we're, else, we're, too. We're so, hey, you know, we, we get it. We get it, right? Out, yeah. But uh, again, they, you know, they'd walk up and say, like, 40 Durham for a beer. And you're like, take my money. And then, you know, after six weeks there, you're like, fuck, I spent four grand. And, uh, you know, it it, uh, it it hurt the pocketbook. But uh, we partied a lot, right? This was before we knew the Sheik. So, of course, Shit. everything was fucking expensive, right? Then it was great for, like, what, can you, can you a week? backdate uh, receipts there, Sheik? I wish. <laughs> hey, right? Wouldn't that be lovely, right? Yeah, Just fucking gold. There, like, oh, thing. man. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? But Fuck. They're, uh, it, it's such a cool place. And, you know, I say it again. You expect it, it's big cost. But, you know, everything is is, is man man-made because it's a desert yeah right like I, i've had a i've had a buddy come on uh yahya and he's one of my buddies from uh we, we studied together in germany and he's living in uae right now he's from jordan and he was trying to get me to move there no way yeah and uh listen i definitely considered it really hard and um yeah, he had a lot of good arguments for why I should. Like, it's it, it seems to be like the place is fucking thriving. It very much is. Right? Like, the dollar, it, if you don't work there, it seems expensive. There's zero tax, though. There. That's it. If you work there, like, you can make hand over fist money. Yeah. Especially if you're in a lucrative job that, you know, they're really in demand for. And uh, again, like, you know, when I said, you know, like at the beginning of that story bar, there, well, like, you know, the bar ladies, bar. right? Like, like, you can properly pour a Guinness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not Phil, guys, okay? But, um, it, you know, like they, they like stewardess teachers, you know, like the, the folks that you'll see come and go quite often. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's why they want a lot of these folks to, you know, come out and be a part of their, you know, society and, um, again, it, it's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we had the opportunity to go to Dubai and, you know, again, we're, we're over there. It's two hours away. We're two and a bit from, from Abu Dhabi. And even that in itself, right? The fact that, you know, the king, when he was over there, all of the uh, harbor front is, is already made up in Dubai. So he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to build my own island. And builds his own island out in the harbor because he wants his right. I'm like, yeah, shit. Wouldn't that be nice, right? Like, um, 
I, I guess just back to your story. What what was the the chic like? Like, was he a young guy? He was. Yeah. Like, so if we were right, twenty three, twenty five, whatever around there, I'd say he was you know late twenties, early thirties, and okay. just just again, a genuinely a nice man. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, and, and his and his friends were, and I say friends, it could have been his cousins. Uh, you know, there's it's been a few years back, and you know, there's been a few wiggly pops in between. So, but you know, it, it's genuinely, you know, it was I'll call them locals. Yeah. Right. And that's that's all I knew of them as when they first approached the table was it was three local gentlemen who walked up and said, do you mind if we take a seat? Always have at it. A couple buds. Right. And again, like, you know, if, if you have a chat at the table, that's that's all I expected yeah. was, you know, if you're sitting there having a chat and uh, yeah, you talk to the boys, you have a drink with them, you have a cheers with them. At the end of the night, you meet three cool folks and, you know, off you go. I had no expectation to literally party until, you know, 6.30, a.m. in the morning all and, the you know, go through all this crazy stuff and, uh, you know, some stuff that, you know, is not a pure recollection unfortunately but it was such cool experiences and had the you know the opportunity uh you know, um, thankfully i should say at the end of our trip to literally go out and race go-karts with them <laughs> and you know so it was so cool and uh you know we go to this go-kart track honestly it looked like a fucking f1 track and you know, go, we're, we're racing these and you know he's super competitive he's just you get a normal dude at the end of the day yeah he's a dude with like a stupid amount of money and maybe that's the same thing like celebrities are and you know like you, you, you paint them in whatever picture the tabloids and paparazzi do but dude was just a chill 30 20 you know year old fellow who just wanted to have fun he's never had to work for a day in his he's life like a, he's like a richie rich true yeah. yeah right like it's just the concept to him was like oh it's like I've got, a, I've got a fucking roller coaster in my backyard truly yeah right because you know he's even talking about it. he's like yeah have you been to the surfing compound i'm like this is a fucking desert bro what do you mean surfing compound he's like no there's a man-made surf pool here you just go out to this spot they have a machine that makes waves oh shit. do you want a wakeboard do you want to you know like surf or do you want like do you want a boat to pull you what do you want and you're like you're talking like it's just the normal thing he's like oh no the gun range is next to it you want to shoot a 50 caliber fucking sniper rifle and i'm like you have guns here he goes we have go-karts i'm like done that one i want to race shit i like racing stuff right so you know it's just it's just crazy that you know their viewpoints on life is is similar to uh, again a lot of what we are but now obviously the sheik is a very specific individual in himself but you know the concept of money just wasn't there i guess just to finish off here if you had, if, you, if if this guy is listening right now, which he probably isn't, but if he is, what would you say to him right now? Call me. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Fuck, I want to go on a vacation. Bring me across. I will book two weeks. Let's get fucked. I want to bring my wife though. So could, please, could, you, uh, could you imagine this guy in Newfoundland? Man, can you imagine how cool that would be? Dude, I'd take him there instantly. Yeah. Like, imagine him getting screeched in. Oh my God. <laughs> could you imagine the full guards and everything? <laughs> They'd be like, are we doing a peace treaty? Like, what is the shit? But, oh, that would be so cool. But anyways, man, so I, I think with that, Matt, I think we should we should settle up here, pay pay our, our or let the, let the, our l- let's, let's, let the Sheik of Bahrain pay our tab here and, uh, and, and settle up because you know what? I think this was a fucking awesome episode and let's, uh, let's, let's uh, keep the, the folks uh, wanting more. I like that. And, and hey, thank you very much for inviting me on this. The first ever video, right? Cool as hell. Fucking loved it. Loved it. Truly. And, it was awesome. Uh, 
I would always come back. Oh, dude, you're going to come back. Without I think question. Be sick. Without question. Hey, for the folks who are wanting a little more, um, I got crazy Thailand stories. Give, like, give, give them the preview. I got crazy. T- so, um, give them the preview. Give me a 15-second preview. A 15-second preview. Well, uh, we decided to uh, go into Bangkok, not understanding what Bangkok was. So, uh, welcome to the Red Lake District. Wow. And then we decided to go to the island, and somehow I ended up in a Thai hospital. So, um, you're going to have more to, to come. tune in on the next time to hear that fucking story. Matt, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. That was an awesome fucking story. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff.